Hey, Camp Kids, welcome back to the Camp Kids podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp career or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. If you're listening to this episode in real time, you're listening to it around the 4th of July. And if that's something that you celebrate, the United States Independence Day, I wish you a very happy and safe Independence Day. If you are not American or do not celebrate the American holiday of Independence Day, then disregard this message and just have a happy 4th of July. This week, we are meeting the camp director from Girl Scout Camp Robbinswald, and their name is Nerd. They go deeply into their experience growing up with the Girl Scouts in Colorado and working at many different Girl Scout camps, including Colorado, Michigan, and now Washington. Nerd has been the camp director at Camp Robbinswald, offering many different high adventure programs to include sea kayaking, backpacking, and touch tanks. Nerd is still actively looking for staff this summer. So if you are listening to this episode in real time, make sure to follow the links to the show notes to apply today, even if it's just for a week. So without further ado, let's meet Nerd. Nerd, thank you so much for coming on to the Camp Kids podcast. I'm so excited to get to meet you and hear all about your camp experience and where you're at camping-wise now. Hi, thanks so much, Joe Bob, for having me. I am located in Western Washington State on the Olympic Peninsula from Camp Robbinswald, a Girl Scout camp that was founded in 1928. We are going strong in our 95th year of operation this year. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I didn't realize you guys were coming up on such a big anniversary here. That's incredible to say that a camp has been going that long, especially with the Girl Scout organization, which really doesn't have that many more years beyond that either too. So that speaks a lot about your program that you have. That's amazing. I would love to hear about your experience as a camper. Did you attend camp as a camper? I did, but in Colorado. Um, That's where I grew up. Grew up in the mountains outside Denver, and I attended a camp called Flying G Ranch. And unfortunately, it was sold in 2006, Um, but it was very similar to Camp Robbinswald. It uh, was very rustic and very isolated and um, just a beautiful property in the mountains of Colorado, which is one of the reasons why I was drawn to Camp Robbinswald because of its beautiful location. We're located on Hood Canal. So we have saltwater access and very rustic cabins that have been in place for quite a while now. It feels like home for sure. Oh, that's awesome. I prefer a much rustic camp. <laughs> you know, one where you're far away from electricity, all of that sort of good stuff. So that's wonderful to, to hear that. Now, was the camp that you attended when you were younger, was that also a Girl Scout camp or was that through a different organization? No, it was a Girl Scout camp as well. Grew up in the program, uh, Daisy, all the way through Gold Award and started working at Girl Scout camp right out of high school as a unit counselor at 18 years old. And I continued working at camp through my college days and and beyond now. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Have you 
taken a summer off since that? Or have you just continuously been working at camp? I have taken one summer off and that was not due to my own choosing. Um, I I was affected by the pandemic, uh, COVID-19. So I took that summer off and then not many more other than that. And I've been working for Girl Scouts and camp in some capacity ever since. Wow. That's amazing. You definitely have a very strong passion for that. I have a lot of listeners from the Midwest and from the East Coast, and I know that they'll be very, very curious to hear from someone from the West Coast that is following along their same footsteps. That's incredible. Well, tell us a little bit about your experience as a staff member kind of transitioning into the role of camp director. Absolutely. A unit counselor my first year, and then at the time we had the unit leader position, so I worked that for two summers and then moved to program staff as a high ropes coordinator and adventure staff. So we did high ropes, climbing wall, and low ropes at a camp in Colorado called Magic Sky Ranch. I helped open that camp in 2007 after the councils merged. It was a really neat opportunity to get to help start a camp. Through that, I worked as an assistant camp director for Tomahawk Ranch in Colorado for several summers. And what really got my foot in the door as a camp director was taking a seasonal job working for Girl Scouts Michigan Shore to Shore, running their two overnight camps that I don't believe are in operation anymore, but it was Camp Anna Barron's in Greenville, Michigan, and Camp Sakakuya in Traverse City, Michigan. So I worked there one summer and then moved back to Colorado and worked as the volunteer outdoor programs manager for this Girl Scouts of Colorado for three summers. And that's when I saw the posting for Camp Robinswald. And on our website, it used to say, come to Camp Robinswald and get woken up by otters. And I was like, well, who doesn't want to be woken up by an otter? (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely my dream job and something that I've always wanted to do. I was an art education major in college and I graduated in 2009, just during the height of the last recession. So uh, art teacher jobs were really hard to come by. And that's when I found the seasonal job in Michigan and just kind of worked my way up from there. Wow. I relate a lot to that. I'm a music educator. So spending my summers through college and graduate school working seasonally. So that's really nice to hear. How long have you been the camp director at Camp Robinswald? This is my eighth summer. So since 2015 with the one year sabbatical. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So you've seen quite a bit then. Well, tell us a little bit about your camp briefly here, but I've perused your website. I mean, this is a very large camp in regards to Girl Scout camps. I mean, there's you have over 500 acres. You have lots of different programming that's involved. I would love for you to kind of just dive deep into what makes Camp Robinswald so special. I think our, our saltwater access is what really makes us really special. It's one of the only camps that I've been able to find or research throughout Girl Scouts that offers sea kayaking as one of our program. So our campers come for a week and they get to learn the basics of sea kayaking and they go on an overnight trip to a location along Hood Canal, which is part of Puget Sound. I think that that makes us really unique in regards to our location and being able to offer high adventure trip and travel programs. Sea kayaking 
We offer canoe programs, just the same week-long programs for kids who want to learn how to canoe. And they also have the opportunity to go on an overnight. And then with our size, we also have six miles of hiking trails, which offers us the opportunity to offer beginning backpacking programs for middle school campers who want to learn how to backpack in a more controlled environment and they learn the basics at camp. And then for high schoolers, because we're so close to Olympic National Park and other locations around the Olympic Peninsula, we're able to offer off-site backpacking trips where campers can backpack out to the Pacific coast and into the rainforest on the very western side of Washington state. So with all of that, we also have the opportunity to offer some really unique science programs. So the campers get to help collect sea creatures straight from the ocean and put them in the touch tanks while they're there for their marine biology program. So I wow. think it is truly a very unique opportunity for kids to get to experience. And staff as well. If, yes. you're, if you're a camp person that's just looking for something that's very high adventure, it seems like this is the place to go. I, I have not heard of another camp in the Girl Scout organization that offers this type of high adventure programming from their site specifically. You've been around in the Midwest and in the West as well. What would you say on that too? I, I mean, this sounds like this is one of the most high adventure places for the Girl Scouts. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I know Girl Scouts of Colorado does backpacking as well and a few other of the councils within Southwest region. There's, uh, I think it's Girl Scouts Orange County. They have a day camp program that offers sea kayaking, but the unique ability that we have is that we get to go on the overnight part portion of it. So I definitely think that we are one of the most unique Girl Scout properties out there for sure. Absolutely. The biggest, I guess, complaint that I hear from outside people looking into our organization is, well, what high adventure things are you offering? Because when you compare, you know, other organizations like Scouts BSA or YMCA there, they do offer quite a bit of that. But it seems like you guys have nailed it. You're like, nope, we've got it. Check. We can absolutely offer that just as much as other organizations. So that makes my heart very happy. Uh, <laughs> as, a, as a member of the organization who didn't get an opportunity to go backpacking, I love that you guys are offering that to your campers so early on. That makes me, makes me so happy. Well, tell us a little bit about some of the jobs and duties that you have for this role. What are some things that you do as a camp director for Camp Robbinswald? As the director for Robbinswald, I am fortunate to have the position year-round. So I get to plan the, the camp for the campers the next summer and hire all of the staff and really partner with our marketing team to create our camp catalog and all of our marketing materials that they send out for camp. And we also partner very heavily with our philanthropy team to offer opportunities for volunteers to get to come out and experience camp. Robbinswald has very, very what I, what I call very deep and wide roots. So we have an extremely active volunteer base that really without them, camp wouldn't be possible. We offer two 
work weekends in the spring and fall where volunteers come out and they open camp up or shut it down for the winter. Very pleasing and clean aesthetic for sure. I did see that online. That I think is the first time I've seen volunteer opportunities in the organization just blatantly right there. Like, hey, if you want to volunteer, sign up right here. I love that you've made that so easy for people. Do you offer volunteer positions during resident camp or is it more of the bookends of the season? I do accept volunteers um, throughout the summer. Uh, Folks who are able to come and give their time is just as valuable as someone who's willing to come and do physical labor for sure. Through our stewards program, I have several people who are willing to come and volunteer as a camp counselor for the week, because uh, at the moment, that's our, our biggest need. Um, so it's it's a fairly simple process. They become a, a member of, of Girl Scouts or prove that they are a member through a different council, if that's how that how they are you know if they're in a different council they just have to tell us what what one they're part of and we can look it up get a background check and really let me know what week they want to volunteer and we're happy to have them so that's awesome is your background check a fingerprinting background check or is it just some like you can do it over online so anybody who might be listening from around the united states might be able to do it and apply it is online. It is not a fingerprint background check. There's a link on our website. Once you click the volunteer now button and complete your volunteer forms, it takes you straight to the background check page and we process it from there. All right. So all my friends sitting at home in the Midwest, that's your call right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you were sold on the salt water, this is it, friends. You can do it. And the weather. We're we're sitting at a beautiful 80 degrees right now, you know, and we we have the beautiful, the wonderful Hood Canal breeze that keeps us nice and cool and lots and lots of trees with lots of shade. So that's a big draw as well. (laughs) And that's right. For people who come in from different parts of the United States, when they think of August weather, they think the worst time or July weather, the worst time to be outside. It, it hit 100 degrees in Kansas City today. That's beautiful time from what I understand. Yes, so yes, it is. It's, it's a great time to be outdoors. You're, you're not going to be absolutely miserable. Do you guys offer camper leadership as well, like leader in training or counselor in training programs? Yes. Yeah. Our leadership program is one of our most successful programs. We have three levels in our leadership program. It starts off with our outdoor leaders for kids in ninth to 11th grade. And it's an introductory to our leadership program where they're learning how to be camp counselors or part of the greater camp community. The outdoor leaders program is two weeks long. And then the second level is our CIT program or counselor and training program. And it's a little bit more in-depth of a training, and they spend 21 days at camp. The first two weeks are spent learning and really with almost identical to staff training with workshops and opportunities to learn about working with kids. And then in their third week, they're like shadowing week where they will actually be placed in a unit and acting as a counselor for the week and helping assist the unit counselors with their duties. And then our third level is for kids going into 12th grade and they are our interns. So they pay $50 to attend a week of staff training 
where they get a refresher on working with kids and the counseling basics. And then they are able to come for free for up to three other sessions or three, at least three and more if they want and work as a camp counselor. And one week is spent working in the kitchen, learning how the kitchen operates. And then they can shadow in our nature center or in our arts and crafts areas. Those are our three big program areas. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, to be able to come back for free, you're paying for their food and all of that sort of good stuff. That's that's quite the deal right there. And what a great opportunity to write that on a resume as well. So how many campers do you guys typically serve a week? Our maximum capacity is 90 and 70% full for the entire summer. So it varies week by week. So anywhere from about 60 to 80 campers a week. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. What kind of staff are you looking for? This summer, we're I'm really looking for unit counselors. They are our most important position that we have at camp because without them, we can't have campers at camp. So, you know, folks who want to spend time with their campers and get to know them and take them on these high adventure opportunities, or we also offer what we call classic camp programs, which is more just camp focused. So spending time with them at the waterfront or taking them hiking, boating, going to arts and crafts with them, really doing all the really campy camp stuff. So yeah, just folks who maybe are studying to be teachers and want more experience working with kids and writing curriculum and coming up with program ideas. I think that's the most unique part of being a camp counselor is that you can take the ideas that your campers give you and really teach them something that they didn't even know they needed to learn or teach them and really just get to know them and get a chance to make a difference in these kids' life because they're spending a whole week, 24 hours a day with these kids. And that's more time that a camp counselor will spend with our campers than their parents get to spend with them the rest of the year between school and activities and all of the other things that kids are doing these days. So without camp counselors, We just can't have campers. So more counselors, more campers for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I agree. Well, tell us a little bit about some of like the benefits and maybe some of the hours and compensation and all that stuff. If people are kind of curious about what will that situation look like? Yeah. So our pay starts at $600 a week and everybody receives a two hour break daily and 24 hours off on weekends. Our sessions run Sunday to Saturday. Our campers check in between 3.30 and 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and then they go home between 10 and 11 on Saturdays. So they have that 24 hours off in between them uh, arriving and leaving. And then we run for three weeks and we have a midsummer break and then three more weeks and we clean up camp and we're done. So it's a, a great opportunity to learn about working with kids, to actually put that into practice and learn a lot about yourself as well. Because just as the campers are learning, you're learning as well, like how, you know, have grit and how to have integrity and 
what it means to be there for someone and said the opportunity to get to practice developing lesson plans or learn heart skills themselves, learn how to canoe, learn how to kayak or really challenge themselves by going swimming in the ocean for the first time. So it's a great opportunity for anybody looking for some personal growth or just to push themselves outside their comfort zone and maybe learn a new skill. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like staff members also get some of the perks of being campers as well. They'll get a chance to do the touch tank or get to access the salt water and all of that stuff. Is that correct as well? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think, you know, that's what I always try and sell people on is, you know, if you're having fun, your campers are having fun. So so have fun, you know, have fun with their ideas. Um, we really rely heavily on camper planning. So the campers really get to help make their schedule for the week. And, you know, if they want to go on a dinosaur hunt through the woods on a hike, you know, take them on a dinosaur hunt through the woods. Or I always tell my staff, if our campers want to go to the moon, we take them to the moon. We can always figure out how that happens and we can build cardboard spaceships and we can use our imaginations to go to the moon with them. It really is all about fun. And it, I think it's the best job in the world. You know, you're, you're getting paid to go canoeing. You're getting paid to go hiking. You're getting paid to act silly and goofy and fun and to be there for, for campers and to really make a difference in their lives. That's the biggest reward ever to see campers just have such a great time that they want to come back next year. Absolutely. It is not. It's something that actually I learned from a camp director I've worked with in the past where her campers wanted to be dinosaurs. So they walked around like dinosaurs wherever they went and they all had little raptor calls and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It almost sounds like a themed dinner. Like this is dinosaur dinner. Like, (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. You just gave me an idea. (laughs) That's great. I love that. So ideally, you're looking for people that can come now. Is Am I correct on that? Or as soon as possible. You know, our campers, our first set of campers show up on Sunday. So, Okay. And how long does your season last for? It ends on August 22nd. So okay. a little, little later, but it's beautiful up here. So, Okay. Do you hire people for a session or for a week or two at a time? That is something that we are definitely exploring for this summer, for sure. Awesome. Glad to hear that. I know that some people who are maybe working at a camp now might want to end their season there or possibly come for a break that they might have. So if that's something you guys are entertaining, I know of a lot of people that would definitely be interested in that for sure. So that's great to hear. Well, um, right now about coming out to work at Camp Robbins Wild. What would you say to kind of put them in that mindset of, yes, coming to work here is the right decision. You should absolutely send an application. I think that that's big selling point for folks. The staff that we have now are awesome and they're going to create an experience like none other this summer. So come join us and help. Our sister camp, Camp River Ranch, is also looking for staff. Camp River Ranch is working two camps this summer between River Ranch and St. Albans. So it's a great experience to get to see even a different side of Washington for sure. So if the rustic's not your your deal, those two camps are maybe something you want to look into. Okay. 
Awesome. So I got my camp name when I was 12 years old. We were picking our camp names out for our first unit camp, or up here we call them in camperies, where the service unit that you're in goes to camp for the weekend and offers programming for troops within the same service unit. And it's run very similar to summer camp or at least ours was. As a young cadet in sixth grade, I, I picked my camp name, but really my friend Alicia gave it to me, my best friend at the time. And I was telling her a story about how to get pencil lead unstuck from an electric pencil sharpener. And she looked right at me and goes, Haley, you're such a nerd. And <laughs> it's, it's stuck <laughs> ever since. So, <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's so fun. I would love to hear just a little bit about your camp leadership philosophy. Like what's important to you in being a camp leader? Yeah. So I am really big on servant leadership. I will never ask anybody to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. I am really big on leading by example as much as possible and to really be there for my staff, to really support them when they need it, to be an ear if to listen, to be a shoulder to cry on, whatever they need. I have gone and rescued staff from many a different situations from being attacked by cows or needing help <laughs> getting their kayaks up a river or they forgot a water bottle and I drove it out to the coast for them. Like whatever they need, I will be there for them 100%. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. So you guys get cows on your camp then? Um, not on our camp, but okay. on one of our overnight sites. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, so my home council was, is with Girl Scouts of Missouri Heartland, which is in Southern Missouri. I don't know if you've ever been out that far into the Midwest or not, but it's a bunch of farmland surrounded this camp. It actually used to be a farm itself. And we had a lot of farm structures that were on it. And oftentimes the cows from the neighboring farms would wander onto camp. And so we called them Moo Bears. <laughs> so it's like when you said that, you unlocked a memory that I'd forgotten. I was like, oh, yeah, the Moo Bears are out. <laughs> so, oh, I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love hearing you are a big proprietor of servant leadership, being willing to just dive in there and save your staff or just being able to lead by example and show that. That's wonderful of hearing. I would love to hear, since you've been a director since 2015, what are some changes that you've kind of seen in camp or in the camping movement since you've been a director? Yeah. Um, so for our council specifically, something that I've really seen change is our belief and ability to think beyond uh, the binary genders. In 2015, when I first started for Girl Scouts of Western Washington, we had the For Every Girl movement, which is where we publicly stated that we are for all girls and gender expansive youth, an LGBTQ plus camp. And we are open to all Girl Scout members who want to come to camp for the week and just have an experience within their community and it's something that we're really excited to expand and to see grow and to um, help other councils if they need it as well wait you have an lgbtqia plus camp like devoted 
to welcoming and pride and all of that sort of stuff with the Girl Scout organization? Yes, we do. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I think you just rocked a lot of the listeners' worlds. Oh, well, please dive into that. I know our listeners will want to hear all about what you guys do that week and some programming. And my goodness, I know a lot of people will be very interested to hear about that. Yeah. So before uh, campers arrive, I send out a survey for housing requests uh, and we offer three options. We offer female identified housing and we offer male identified housing. And then we also offer all gender housing for folks who are non-binary or gender non-conforming. And that was the biggest hurdle to overcome. Thankfully, Camp Robbinswald is in a really unique position to where it has three camper cabins. And we're able to offer those opportunities for folks to be able to, to live in a same cabin with gender aligned folks. And so at the moment, I am looking to make it more youth-led. So this summer, I am going to ask our oldest campers, our ninth through 12th graders, if they want to join a youth advisory board. And they will will meet throughout all of next year, and we'll talk about what kind of programming they want to see at camp, and it will really be youth-driven. But we fly the pride flag almost every day during that week. There's so many rainbows. It's so colorful and kind of crazy, and we really just make it what what do the kids want to do? So last year, there was a lot of Dungeons and Dragons campaigns going around, lots of arts and crafts, lots of swim time. And we, you know, really train staff on how, um, on the, on LGBTQIA terms. And so during meals and when introducing ourselves to campers. Something that we do is we invite folks who wish to share their pronouns to share their pronouns. So I would always say, hi, my name is Nerd. I use they, them pronouns. And I live in the staff cabin and I'm the camp director. So that way they always know our name and who we are as part of the staff and invite them to share their pronouns as well. And we also offer pronoun pins for all campers while they're at camp and especially during that week. So really it's just that week is just a focus and a safe place for campers within the LGBTQIA community to just come be campers and have a good time. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. I love that you guys are offering that. Our third session. Okay. Uh, so July 23rd. July 23rd. Okay. Yes. More of like a lighthouse in this kind of movement for our organization. And hopefully you'll be willing to kind of offer some trainings and some guidance to maybe other camps in our organization who would like to offer something similar as well. This is something that our organization absolutely needs and just creating a space for our youth to be in places where they feel gender aligned and where they feel open and welcome and accepted is very big. And I'm so glad to see that you're kind of taking those steps for our organization to be able to create environments for that. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. I wish you guys so much. I would love to hear about your funniest camp story. So I had a group there on a canoe overnight and they had a camper who was a particularly picky eater and was refusing to eat what they had for dinner. 
And I'm big on, you know, we will find something that campers want to eat. Like it's important for them to eat and to feel at home. And food is one of those ways that you feel at home. The camp counselors were doing just that. They were trying to make this camper feel at home. They came back from this overnight site to get the, which is an awesome idea, but they swam from the overnight site back to main camp. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. They had canoes up in the nurse's office getting some some cuts that they had gotten on the beach. So being my first year at Robinswald, I didn't know quite all of the ins and outs. So I thought that we could access this overnight site from the road. So I drove them up to where I was told we could hike down to the overnight site. And in Washington state, we get a lot of rain throughout the winter. And so things grow like crazy up here. In order to bushwhack anywhere, you need a machete to be able to walk successfully through anything. So we bushwhacked very unsuccessfully back from the road down to the overnight site. And it was a nightmare, really. So we got back gave the camper her peanut butter and jelly sandwich, made sure she ate. And I was there to make sure that my staff got back safely and that, you know, everything was okay. So now here I am down on this beach and now I don't have a boat and my car is on the side of the highway. How am I going to get back to it? So I hike north along the beach to our neighbor's property where they have a cement retaining wall for their driveway. But the tide was too high that I couldn't get to the end of the driveway and it doesn't come all the way down to the water. My genius idea was to scale the side of this cement wall. So I'm like climbing up the cement wall and halfway up, I realize no one knows where I am. Oh my <laughs> or God. What I'm doing. Yeah. So thankfully I made it. But, you know, one of those learning moments, even for myself, like camp will teach anyone something every year. So. You know, from that moment on, I learned you cannot walk to that overnight site. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I'm sure in the moment you were like, this is not funny. This is awful. Like, I can't believe this is all happening. <laughs> yes. So, yep. Wow. Hearing it back, you're like, oh, my gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was the counselors who swam back, but they, like, you know, and they used the buddy system, but they weren't in life jackets. They didn't have a lifeguard on, like watching them. They just swam. And then how are you going to get back? Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we weren't really thinking, were we? Well, nope. that's funny, though. I love that. Yeah. My my next statement for you is a fill in the blank statement. When I think about my camp experience, never did I think that I would blank. Oh, never did I think that it would become my career. Looking back on my camper days, I loved it, but I never thought that it would be anything outside of childhood, you know, and when I learned that I could work for camp full time, that was, that was my number one mission was to make it happen. So that's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Well, I'll dive into some of our final questions here that are a little bit faster, very sentimental, all campy. Um, do you guys sing a lot at Camp Robinswell? We do, yes. I was always taught that a singing camp is a happy camp. So yes. we sing a lot of songs. And we're looking for folks who know slow songs, too, and be able to come teach our staff the slow songs. I, myself, am more of a call-and-repeat loud song person. So my quiet and slow song knowledge is is very minimal. 
<laughs> yeah. So we're looking to keep that tradition alive. You know, we have a, a very big songbook. And actually, a fun fact I learned this year is that the song Linger was written at Camp Robinswald as <gasps> a, a unit song. So. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's amazing. Now, I've heard a couple of different stories of Linger. Would you mind telling the story that you know about it? Yeah. So what I was told in the 50s, each unit would sing a song for the week. You know, they would write their own unit songs. And I was told that it was the unit song for our furthest out unit, Barnacle Bay, and that it was written there by some campers in the 50s. So and it's the longer version, not the hmm version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, with that being said, what is your favorite camp song? Oh, my favorite camp song has to be Don't You Want to Come Along? I feel that a lot at camp. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Are you a singing person? Would you mind singing a little bit for us on the Camp Kids podcast? No, not at all. I'm going crazy. Don't you want to come along? I'm going crazy. Just singing this song. Once I had a little dog and all he ate was cans. And when those little puppies came, they came in Ford sedans. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I haven't heard that song. So I'm really glad that you shared that with us. I know the I don't care if I go crazy. One, two, three, four, five, six, switch. Crazy go, I don't care, don't I? Six, five, four, three, two, one, zip. That's the only one that I know. What's your favorite camp meal? I love camp food all in all, but I would have to say breakfast, especially breakfast burrito day or breakfast sandwich day, or if we get to have biscuits and gravy. So I breakfast is my favorite food for sure. Absolutely. Breakfast for dinner. That's that's always my favorite, too. Being able to eat it twice a day. <laughs> so, what is your favorite camp tradition? Robinswald, which is awesome. And I'm really excited to keep them going. And I think the biggest one that I enjoy is our camp necklaces that we give out. Your first year coming to camp, you get your camp necklace that has the Robinswald bead, which is a blue glass bead that stands for anything that you th think it should about Robinswald. A lot of people associate it with the color of the water or the color of the sky or our staff shirts are always blue. And then they get a, a bead for each year they come. So their first year is a white bead and then their second, third, and fourth year are purple beads. And then their fifth year is another white bead. And it changes colors every four years. Our previous site manager had worked at Camp Robinswald for 40 years. So we have beads that go all the way up to 40 years in to color change. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So very, so, very long standing tradition here. Yes. Yeah. And at our closing campfire, you know, we'll call the kids down per, by unit and They'll stand on one side of the fire and we'll say, if it's your first year at Robinswald, come on down. And they, everyone cheers. And then you count up from there. So there's kids and some of my staff who have been coming, you know, close to 13 years at this point. So it's really cool to see them grow for sure. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. What is your favorite program area? 
My favorite program area would have to be the waterfront. There is always something going on down there. And being from Colorado, where we didn't have much water, it's so cool to get to go down there and learn new things about the sea life or even how to read weather and water conditions and you know, learn new skills in, in the boats. My waterfront director, you know, she gives me a lot of, a lot of guff because I go down there and cause trouble. I always, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I like to go down there and visit the touch tanks and just see what the kids are doing and help launch sailboats or help launch canoes and kayaks and make sure that they all get out safely. So yeah. That's awesome. Have you guys ever had like a Mariner's program? on your property? We did when the Mariners program was first started uh, and it kind of dwindled away over time. And I am working with our program team to bring it back to be able to offer program year round. And, you know, so in the off season, while summer camp isn't running, program would be offered through various organizations around Puget Sound and Seattle area for kids to learn about different boats. And then they would get to come to camp for a week and really set those skills in stone and practice their sailing skills or any of the other boating skills that they're working on for sure. That'll be awesome. I cannot wait to hear about how that's reinstated. That's going to be, that's going to be so great. I'm wanting this podcast to go on for a long time. So I ask all of my guests, who should I interview next? Someone who is really unique and in her ability to grow camp is Jane Sanborn. Um, She runs Sanborn Western Camps in Colorado, and they offer so many cool programs. They hold wilderness use permits for their campers. They're a Western camp, so they have horses, and it is a co-gender camp, but the property is actually divided up into three separate camps. So they have a boys camp, they have a girls camp, and then they also have a conference center where when I was in Colorado, that's where ACA Rocky Mountain was. So, you know, we'd go down there for for four days and get to really experience Sanborn Western camps. It's just such a cool program. Thank you for sharing that. I will definitely be in contact. Well, is there anything that's happening in your life or at Camp Robbinswall that you'd like to promote or something you'd like to share with our listeners? It's a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to get to spend the summer in the Pacific Northwest for sure. Awesome. Thank you. And I will most definitely attach the link to your camp website on our show notes. Is there any other way you'd like people to contact you or follow you if they have questions for you? Email is perfect. Great. Well, then I will leave that there so that people can contact you if they have any questions for you. Nerd, that was all of the questions that I had. Was there anything else you wanted to share while you're on the Camp Kids podcast? I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's been a great joy learning about you and Camp Robbinswald. And I am so hopeful that there will be some people listening that will jump on this opportunity to join you guys for the summer. Me too. Shout out to uh, Shrek and Clover for sending me your way. Ooh, I haven't met Shrek or Clover yet. 
So I, I'm very curious <laughs> to hear, to hear. All right, Camp Kids, that was Nerd. Make sure to contact them if you have any questions and check out all the links in the show notes. If you are enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's keep our Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who are also a part of the camp community. Please leave us a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating so that others can find our podcast. Next week, we'll have another interview with one of my friends that I have met from Camp Sacagawea. That's all that I have for you for now, but remember that this is good night and not goodbye.